Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Latrell Mitchell ruled out for New South Wales. Crichton comes in. Burton, 18th man. Uh, let's talk about New South Wales first this time. Boys, how do you see this uh, going for the, the Blues? I'm hopeful, as I always am. Uh, but I am very nervous going to Suncorp. When we named our team last week and the name Latrell Mitchell was there, I, I felt a little glimmer of hope. When he got ruled out, I, it's not very often I'm sitting on the lounge and I throw my phone in the corner. But I'll tell you what, that was fucking one of them. <laughs> I was beside myself when the trail got ruled out. Um, yeah, I'm not saying we can't win. I just think it's going to be very, very tough up there going in with new combinations. Um, I didn't see the Mitch Moses selection coming. I don't necessarily hate it. I didn't see it coming, though. Um, I think I can understand where Freddie's coming from, picking Mitch Moses. <clears throat> I'm just not convinced he's going to be the guy to go up there and Get it done mm. at some call. Would you have gone Garrett? I, I would have gone with Adam Reynolds. And am I confident he would have been the guy? No, I'm not. But I think he would have been more likely to get it done. Mm. But as we always say, halves, they hit that 27, 28 years of age and they turn a corner. Hopefully this can be that moment for Moses. And I, I really hope it is. Mm. Moses was such a prodigy coming through the June. Like you, you, you would have played against him. And he was unbelievable coming in. You know, went through all the shit at the West Tigers, made his way to Parramatta. And he's built himself up to be a fantastic and a really well-rounded halfback. Mm. He's not the highlights kid anymore. He's, I love Moses' game now. Uh, I'm just not convinced if this is going to play out as I hope, if mm. I'm honest. One thing that I didn't think of with the selection is it how close he is with Teddy. Yep. I didn't even think about that when it happened. But he is essentially like their best mate. I'm sure it would have played a role. I have no and, doubt about and that. And you know, what was the one big complaint we all had for game one? It was like Teddy and Cleary just weren't clicking. So maybe there's that positive that... Teddy and Moses definitely can play together. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're good mates, but what they wouldn't have played a game of footy together in six years, maybe. Mm, if so, what is it? So, like, I, I, I get where you're coming from with that, but I still, I don't know. Even, like, it's going to be his first ever game with Jerome Lewis. Mm, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be very interesting. Mm. Very interesting. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder if Cody Walker having that injury the other day, if that changed things, but... Mm. I'm sure, you know, we all heard the same thing leading up to this selection that it was always going to be Mitch Moses, which really surprised That surprises me. me. The, the yarn that he was already, not already <coughs> selected, but he was the front runner going into that weekend, that yeah. surprised and, me. And I think it played out very well for Brad Fittler, if that is true, which I believe it was, that Adam Reynolds came out on the Friday night, had an absolute shocker, mm. scored the match-winning try, but had a shocker. At least in the first half. Second half, he was okay. It was the worst half he's played in quite yeah, some time. Yeah. And, and I'm the biggest Adam Reynolds lover of all time. Nico then came out and had a shocker. And then Mitch Moses put on a show on the Monday or whatever it was. So I think it was – I think the Blues could then push the narrative of these guys played themselves out. Moses played himself in. But from my understanding, it was always going to be Mitch Moses anyway. What do you reckon? I'll say one thing on the, the Moses-Luai combination. I think in a lot of regards, it's a pretty natural fit because they're both – like, Luai's left edge at Penrith. He plays left edge for the Blues. <coughs> Moses is a right-side dominant for the Eels. He'll play right-side for the Blues. Now, neither of them really sort of um, jump and skip between either edges. They're both mm. pretty dominant on their chosen sides. Mitchie will sometimes go over to the left, but not really. If you bring in someone like Nico Hines or if Cody Walker was to come in there, that can really kill the flow in that they both like to roam both sides of the field as, as halves. Mm. So I just think Luai and Moses, I don't think their roles honestly that change, change too much when it comes from club to origin level because of that and where they play on the field. So I think it can work. To add another layer to it, have you said who's the closest thing to Nath Cleary? I think it's definitely Moses. Yeah. Mm. When you're comparing Adam Reynolds and Nico Hines, I agree. I think Hines would have been too much. I think he's mm. too on ball. You look at, you know, game one, how we had the problems with Teddy and Cleary. I just don't know how this whole team would have gelled with Nico Hines. <clears throat> and I think realistically, as soon as it was a potential for him to be the New South Wales halfback, I don't think his performances have been up to scratch mm. to take it. Um, so... I would have gone with Adam Reynolds, but I can understand why Freddie's gone mm. with Moses. It's a bit hindsight hero kind of stuff, but again, Nico Hines, that was his first year at seven in NRL. Like we're talking about a, a position that usually takes five or six years of NRL before we start yeah. going, yep, fully rounded out game. And so to give, I guess, even though Nico would have wanted to be there, but to cut him a bit of slack in regards to, yeah, he's probably struggled. He was, you know, he had... He definitely struggled against the Storm, had a rough start, then came back into the game and had some ups but also some downs uh, against the Doggies. And as, as we said, like it is the dog, so it's hard to gauge exactly where they're at. But I guess to cut Nico some slack, it's literally – he's not even two years into his seven role. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. And I, I think that's – I think a no lot of people have ignored that. Yeah, yeah. He's played 40 games a halfback in the NRL. It's like, wild. It is what it is. Imagine how good he's going to be. Imagine what he's going to be in four or five years. Mm. Like yeah. that's when I think – like – Put it this way, if you can win Dally M as half in your first year, that's when you really could be putting pressure on Cleary in regards to think about how good he can get, yeah. um, Nico Hines. And as confusing as it might be, and I, I don't completely understand it, but I think it's like Fitler obviously had a plan coming into this series. Mm. And I think that if you go from Cleary to Nico, 
If you pick Nico Hines, you have to play Nico Ball like Cronulla do. Mm. It is. He plays both sides of the rucks. He's popping up everywhere. Your guys just manoeuvre around him. And I, I question if this would have fit that Shinji South Wales side, which I think is a big reason why they have gone for Mitch Moses. And, mm. and that's where you, where you go to the combinations. Nico coming in, that throws Luo's game out of whack because then yeah. all of a sudden he's got Nico coming over to this edge and sweeping out the back of him. It's like nothing changes there with Mitchy Moses. Yep, mm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, what a, what a moment for Mitchie Moses. What an, a moment. It is, this is the time. This is the opportunity. Well, this is it. And, and for me, I'm the biggest Nath Cleary fan in the world. If he wins this game and then wins game three, that's his jersey now. In my opinion, that if Mitch Moses goes up to Suncorp without Latrell and finds a way to win this and then wins game three and wins this series, it is Moses' jersey to lose now. Mm. With, with uh, we got a long way ahead, but with Nathan Cleary game one next year or with, let's say, Jerome Luai does it with him? It's <laughs> a big question. I don't know. Well, I was going to ask the same if, thing. If Mitch yeah, manages to do this, he's my seven. I think that if Mitch manages to do this, I agree with you. It is his jersey to lose, but he would, you know, it wouldn't. He wouldn't be as solidly cemented, I guess, as Cleary maybe was heading into this year. If you know what I mean, like if if Moses comes out and has some average games, I think it's more tenuous to keep that position. But. If he wins this series, you absolutely and look. If he wins this series and goes out and plays solidly for the start of next year, you absolutely can't drop him. Like the situation the Blues are in. Oh, mate, to be honest with you, if he goes out and wins these next two games, I'm not too fussed what he does next year. It's doing it in this arena. Really? Wow. And then and then you go like, oh, you could have a. I know it probably doesn't quite mesh perfectly, but all right, if you're picking our best players, you have a Moses and Cleary combination beyond. If Moses wins this series, that means Jerome Lewis won this series. Yeah, I know, series. exactly. So, you can't so drop you can't drop. And Jerome has, you know, continued to prove people wrong. Um, very nice yeah. headache to have next year. Oh, you know, what a headache it would be. Yeah. Be begging for that headache. Well, what's, I mean, again, we, we always forget, like, Joey was coming off the bench or named at nine for Origin for periods. And he's your greatest ever Origin player. Well, arguably, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> me, me personally, I've been warming more up. I know I sound crazy to Cleary at nine. I have been. I just have been. Because, like, the Ben Hunt did it with Queensland. Worked with, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, it just gives your team so many options on the bench. Like, you, you basically get to have exactly what you want on the bench where they're worried about. Yeah. And on the other side of the coin, too, I mean, if Mitch Moses does manage to get this done, some credit to Freddie for two years ago when it was a dead rubber and it was game mm. three and everyone said, pick Adam Reynolds and it makes the most sense. He went, I'm going to give Mitch Moses some experience. He's now going to Suncorp trying to save this series, not making his origin mm. debut, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. It's Do a, I think that's how it's going to play out? Personally, no. Mm. But if it does, full credit to Freddie mm. for making that tough decision that we all gave him <laughs> shit for two years ago. Yeah, it's, it's far out. It's going to be tough. If, if Moses does get the job done, like – you're pretty much right. Like Moses isn't going to come out and play poorly next year because he's gotten rid of that in his game. Mm. He's been so consistent for at least, what, three years now, you reckon? So it's like there's no way you could take the jersey off him. Like There's just no way. This is like, although it's not as crazy as 2020 for the New South Wales, it's one of the biggest tests New South Wales have faced since, what do you reckon, fucking 2014? Yep. Like, mm. and even, yeah. And even then, like, Queensland were missing Cronk on the game three. Um yeah, it's, it's, it'll be a big, big deal. Far out, it'll throw so many things in the wall. <laughs> it's almost like a headache that you don't want to have to a degree, you know what I mean? Because you've got to be the guy. If he, if he wins this one, then goes out and plays poorly in the next series, then you are, oh, you idiot. Like, you know, Cleary's won three series. He's only won one series. And he goes down in folklore of that series that you drop Nathan Cleary in. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Like, 
even remember when Darius was playing really well and they picked Darius over Billy Slater yeah. and everyone's like, you idiot, la la la. Anyway, um, so yeah, the more I thought about the Moses one, I mean, I, I, I still would have gone after the weekend's performances, I still would have gone Moses because I just thought the other players just struggled a little bit. But the idea that he already had that jersey to me is surprising because then if that's the case, then Hines shouldn't have been picked in first game. And he should have put someone else's 14. If you were picking the Blues team at the end of last round, you would have gone with Moses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was a Hines guy. So I was like, Hines is next man up. He got selected. If Cleary was injured before game one, Hines would have got that jersey. Um, but again, after that game, it was just like, you know, it's tough. It's, if it wasn't a decider, you could go, okay, it's not a decider. It's game one. He can bounce back. But yeah. because it's just one game up at Suncorp, it's like you need someone at – most likely, at the very least, it's been there before. Um, and Moses played really well. So, um, now, thoughts are obviously Critter in for um, in for Latrell. Isn't it funny how... What a series for Crichton. Doesn't like, get picked in either game. Either game, but he... Yeah. It's, oh, and w- w- again, the campbell Grain situation just... Like, he was the third choice yeah. centre for game one. It just gets plays, weirder. Now he plays game yeah. two. It's unbelievable. It's uh, the campbell Grahams, you, you know... Yeah, it just gets weirder. Because now Campbell Graham's what, uh, fourth in the pecking order. Yeah. And yet he's been the best outside back. Change in the space of two weeks that when Campbell Graham was the first choice pick, mm. that he now gets demoted further down the order. I like Crit obviously came, went in and played Origin 1. So Freddie obviously sure enough there to say, no, I want you, not, not Campbell. But like two weeks ago, Campbell was the number one pick at centre. He was oh, like, oh, sorry, I should say number two coming on as a. Well, was putting pressure on Tom Trawovich. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought that he should have been yeah. selected over Tommy. Um, but. I, I, mean, I know you didn't think Critter played well game one. I thought he played pretty well. Um, I think what, what happened with, with that and, and copped a bit of um, stick in the comments, which is fine. I'm happy to be roasted. Um, <laughs> but I think you, you boys sort of saying that they, he was one of the Blues' best players and I sort of thought, oh, you know, I thought he was okay, but there's just... A, and I heard a few people sort of say, even outside of sort of bloke and that, that he was one of our best. He made five errors and had like two or three drives down his edge. Not all directly his fault. I just thought when people were saying he was one of our best players, I thought that was a stretch. Mm. Um, now, Tedesco at the back, obviously Moses. The number nine situation. There's whispers coming out that Robson will start. Do you believe those whispers? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Really wouldn't surprise me. Um, I don't mind it. I actually don't mind it. I don't mind it. If Happy was available... Who, who do you think they would have like? Does, is Appy that, and Cook probably. Yeah, they would have gone with two hookers. I think so. Appy and Cook, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I said it a few weeks ago. I, I, I personally would have probably rather Cam McInnes than Reese Robson. Mm. That's the side that I would have gone for. Uh, but you know, Reese Robson, his form over the last year has been incredible. I I think there is a good chance that he does start. Do you use him as just a middle forward later, or does yep. he? Yeah. He can be your cotter. I, I look at them and they look, their physiques look the same. Cotter played the way Reese Robson played in hooker when he was hooker. I, I just see the same kind of yeah, player. I, I don't think he's quite at Cotter's level, personally, Robson. But we'll see how he goes through the middle. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about if he's at Cotter's lever, level. What I mean that is he can play the role Cotter plays for Queensland similarly. Like, I think he could play in the middle there as a front rower if he had to. Mm. I think that he's he's actually leading the dummy halves four metres run in the competition right now. So his running game, you know, technically is the best in the comp in regards to meterage. So that shows he's pretty good in contact. That's um, where I would have gone Cam McInnes, for yeah. sure. What about you, Timmy? Yeah, I'm happy enough with Robson. Uh, I, I'd start him, 
I'd play in the first 25 minutes, mm. get through the tough stuff, and that's absolutely not because Cook can't do it. He's a terrific defender for, like, not the biggest body, but do the hard stuff early, do his job. You get Cookie coming on to a few tired, tired Queensland legs, quick in around the ruck. He can do some damage there, and I'd look to be playing Cook sort of 55 straight, mm. and then Robson... He might play 25 minutes. That might be it. Um, but then the option's there, the back end of the game. Look, we've got a four-forward bench now. Utakamanu, Murray, Martin, as it's named. You've got some big minute forwards there. So if you need Robson to come back and play some time through the middle later on, so be it. But if not, he might be 25 minutes as a starter, done and dusted, which mm. is fine. Yeah, I like Robson. And I, I probably – I would leaning towards starting him because if I hadn't seen what Harry Grant does in mm. Origin, I would probably start with Cook because he's been there 80 minutes. But – Harry Green is just so damaging because he's so fresh. He's so fresh when he comes on. And like a fresh cookie through the middle, that's scary. Like that is, you know, he is the fastest number nine in the competition. And, you know, speed kills, fatigue. So I actually probably go, you know, go Rich Robs and say, mate, we want you to go out there and make a thousand tackles mm. and just pass the ball. We don't need any running unless obviously it's so obvious. Um, and just give good service. We just want good service. I think Cam Smith actually said that he reckons Reese Robson has the best service. Did he say that? He thinks Reese Robson has the best service in the comp? Or one of the best service in the comp? I think he said that on the last... Um, I think I think it was him. Anyway. Um, Nothing or two about good service. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I would like to start Robson and, yeah, as I said, just get involved in the physicality of it. And imagine how good his defence is going to be when he only needs to play 25 minutes. Mm. Like, he'll be... The line speed will be off its head. Um, thought on – I don't think this is going to stay the same, but they've named Frizzell and Young to start. I would bet my house that doesn't exist that Martin <laughs> st- um, stays uh, starts. Yeah, no way. Surely not. Bet bloke studio on it. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I need bloke studio more than you need it, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think that Liam Martin will start. So I, I'm, I'm stoked that Hudson Young has been given another opportunity. I thought that Freddie, the way that he pulled Hudson Young and TPJ, I, th- I didn't think it was great in game one. TPJ was okay with him missing this side, but Hudson Young, I'm really glad that he gets another shot. Mm. I think that people were very quick to jump down his throat when he made mistakes the other night. There's been plenty of great Origin players that have had <laughs> poor game ones, mm. and I've seen heaps worse than Hudson Young. Mm. Uh, and I, I think he's still going to be a very good Origin player for a long time to come, Hudson. Who do you see starting, Timmy? I think Liam Martin will start. I don't know what edge. I would say probably left comes on on the left edge and Hudson comes off the bench. Yep. Like Martin can play both edges, so it doesn't really matter which way he wants to go, but I think that probably makes sense. And I like Hutto on the bench more than starting because however the game pans out, mm. you can play him in the middle. Like he's easily yep. big enough to be a front rower. And so you just, you just wait and see, like, how is the game playing out? One thing I'm sort of learning with more and more footy that I watch is just the importance of an ability of the best defenders in a game to turn the game with their defence. Mm. And you look at like a side, like I look at game one with Liam Martin coming off the bench, and I'd start him as well, but he came on and was just whacking blokes. Mm. And when Queensland had momentum through the middle, he'd, just, he'd start turning that momentum by getting dominant tackles mm. and just sending him back the other way. And it's a bloke who I'd been not critical of in the past, but sort of saying, Jack Jaboy, he's a very good player, but you know, he only offers X amount in attack. We know he's a great defender. But then you see like Manly's win-loss record without Jake Jaboyevich and then Jerbo came in last year and had an immediate impact for the Blues. Just what Jake Jaboyevich offers defensively 
to just turning a game back in Manly's favour or the Blues' favour and what play, good defensive players can do. And Liam Martin did in game one and I can't wait to see him do it again in game two. Yeah. I, our defence, our best defensive players do not get enough credit. Like no. They don't get anywhere near the credit that they, they deserve. And it's half the game. It's literally half the game. And I'd argue that you could make an argument it's it's more than half the game because what is all premiership winners have in common? They're the best defenders. Yeah, and it just doesn't get enough credit. Like when we see a, uh, a centre that's got incredible defence but does have a thousand tries this, we go, oh, you know, yeah, he's, he's okay, he's solid. But if he had that same impact in attack, you'd be, he'd be considered the best bloody centre in the game. Yeah, and you like to, to really break it down for like particularly a middle forward or an edge forward defending through the middle, so the opposing side, they're rolling through your middles. They're getting like 2.5, three-second play the balls, and it just seems relentless. And then someone like Liam Martin just whacks a bloke. Mm. Another bloke comes over the top. Another player comes in. They put them on their back. They're facing the opposite way. It's a five-second play the ball. It gets your defensive line back in place, <coughs> and it just slows everything down. And yeah. that's what Martin does, and that's what Jake Chaboybich does tremendously well too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'd go as far to say I'd even start Murray. I've, I mean, I've said this in game one, but I'd start Murray and Young on the edges, um, and then I'd move Murray into the middle when, you know, called for it. I just think that, like, the first 20 minutes is so important in Origin. We saw on the week, uh, last Origin, that's where the game was won. Everyone thinks it was the last 10 minutes, and yeah, two would agree, but where was 10 points scored? Mm. Literally in the first 10 minutes. And we just blew yeah. off the park. Um, and what did we end up winning by? 10 points or 8 points or whatever? Well, yeah, and like not only did you score 10 points, <coughs> you saved 16. Mm, exactly. First, yeah. And so I just reckon that first 20, you just put your best roster out for def- like best, just best roster, mixture of attack and defence, and you just try to dictate the terms of the game with your best 13 and then make changes around it. Now, that's easy to say because then you go, oh, okay, well, then we're not going to have impact off the bench, but... I think when it's origin, anyone that's selected can impact off the bench as long as they just go on their confident ripping and tearing. Um, but I'd understand if they, st- they you know, they started Frizzell on an edge and they want to keep Murray fresh for in the middle there. Um, anyone else? I think Turbo. It's going to be interesting to see what Turbo does this game because, you know, we, we've talked about the loss of Trell, Latrell Mitchell. It was actually Turbo's the last one to win the player of the series only two years ago and not much has been spoken about, like, this guy's a game breaker. Like he wins matches for you. It's been a weird few months for Turbo. Hasn't Real it? weird, yeah. Like uh, it, was, it was four weeks ago. I think we all would have sat here and went, "You can't possibly pick him. Mm-hmm. He's not playing anywhere near his best." He goes down, down to Canberra one afternoon and has a day out. We then get to Origin two, and whether you know he was injured or what was going on, I just thought he was poorly utilized in that game. But I also think that in that game. Turbo had to inject himself. Mm. Turbo had to go looking for the more for the ball more, and he has to do it at Suncorp. Oh, for sure. He just, he cannot sit at right centre and wait for the ball to come to him. Mm. He has, and I, I do think that Mitch will be good mm. for that. I, I think that Mitch. So one thing that I've noticed from the few <coughs> Parramatta games that I've been at, even when we were on the sideline a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago, you can just hear Mitch all the time. Yeah. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Mm. That's one thing I've always really appreciated with him. And I remember watching him when he was younger and I felt like Mitch would just be saying things for the sake of saying things. Mm. Whereas I think Mitch has got a really good understanding for the game now. Mm. I think he's got a really good feel for it. And I really, his job needs to be, you need to bring Turbo into this game. Yeah, and mm. and he, like, we know he loves crabbing across field and going side to side. <clears throat> 
on his right edge, that is, and just bring blokes under. So I think that'd be a great opportunity to utilise Tommy there, and you're spot on. He needs to roam, inject himself. Mm. There's one moment in game one where he was literally the sweeping fullback on the left edge of the field, and he just went, yep, here we go. Get in there, mate, get in there. We never looked more dangerous no. than on that play. Yeah, yeah. you're like, heart started racing. Tommy's injected himself, he's getting in there, and he, I keep saying it, but 2021 is the blueprint. Mate, you're a centre, but you're a second fullback. Mm. Get involved. We need you. Yeah. Um, Teddy... He's like going to have to walk a tightrope this game, not injecting him too, self, so, too much, but also you don't want to come out and Teddy's only had like 12 runs because that's not his game. His game is a lot of work, a lot of – so, I mean, oh, I'd argue it might be one of Teddy's biggest tests. Oh, I, think, I don't think he's ever been under more pressure yeah. right now, Teddy. Captain in New South Wales, going out to Suncorp, lost your half – Struggled in game one from almost from trying too hard, literally trying too hard. So it's not like, oh, I just need to fix my my effort. It's like, no, that was that's literally we don't want you um, not trying. Whereas if he came out in game one and had ten runs, he'd be like, Teddy, you just got to get involved more. So it is a very hard balance for him to find. If anyone can find it, though, I think we're so quick to forget this guy has been eight to nine out of ten every Origin game. This is the first game where you'd put him at around a six. Yeah, and it's interesting now, you know, Teddy's got his back against the wall and, you know, every Origin game is important, but I reckon for Teddy this year, like, I reckon this is the first time in a long time Teddy's probably sitting there going, fuck, I'm probably not in the premierships business this year with the Sydney Roosters. Mm. This is it this year. Yeah. This, this is Teddy's moment that he can own here. Mm. Uh, and, and also, like, it's it's one of the first years where he's come in with average form. Like, he's he's been so consistent for four or five years. Like, like, I can't even think of a year since he arrived. Outside of the first few months of 2018, he's always been the best or the second best fullback. Well, he's won the Jacobson medal every year. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that is insanity. Insanity. Isn't that unbelievable? That, oh, like, like, after you win it the third time, surely the fourth year you're looking at someone else to give it to, then the fourth into the fifth, still Crazy. giving it to him? Mate, unbelievable. So good. Uh, now, onto the Queensland side. Coates comes in. Uh, and we've also got Nanai comes in uh, and Fodawaka comes in. Where do you see the the um, Queensland side? How do you see him going? Uh, Nanai is such an interesting one, isn't he? Mm. I've been sitting here for 10 weeks thinking, geez, I don't know if he makes it back into the Cowboys side, and Billy Slater, without hesitation, just goes, no, you've done a job for me in the past. I know you'll do it again. I'll pick you out of absolutely nowhere with no form on the on the board, nothing. Well, I'm so confident he'll come in and do a job. So, they, Billy actually called um, Nanai. Now, it might have been before or when he got injured and said, mate, these are all the areas you need to improve in. We want you to go and work on this, this and this. And then when he came back, he did everything that he'd been asked and that's why he got selected. Felice Kafuzi was available, right? Yes, but he hadn't played any games. Sure. Still, huge call. Oh, it's a huge call. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Especially when he wasn't out due to injury or suspension. Yeah, mm. it's oh, it's a massive call. It's a massive call. Um, you just you feel like Billy just understands the perfect moment to pull certain plays. Mm. Well, I mean, look, KP, gay guy. Now it's only one game, but they, they are massive calls. It's huge. And so all the mail out of Queensland or you know the papers or whatever is that Billy literally watches like hours and hours of video on every single Queensland player that's. Ascent, not every single player, but anyone that's in contention for Queensland, he watches hours and hours of footage. And even making the decision to pick 
uh, uh, Murray Tualangi on the wing in game one instead of Xavier Coates. Like, comes and he saves two tries in the first 20 minutes. I know. It's crazy. It's Yet if crazy. you put them next to each other, like, like if you did like a, a skill test sort of thing, I think Xavier Coates probably beats him in most things realistically. Mm. Mm. Billy just... It just gets it. It's terrifying. It is, it, and just and the thing with Billy at the moment, and, and it's only one series in a bit, but it just seems like whoever he does pick, they're go, he's going to get the best out of them. Mm. And I, I just it's maybe it's the Melbourne thing. I'm not sure what it is, but his ability to just drag the best out of a, whoever whoever he picks, it's honestly incredible. And this is what like when I look at uh, Nanai being selected, like. It's a little bit outside the box. Probably doesn't make complete sense. Similar to the TPJ pick last week. Do you think Slater's going to come out and say, it's a gamble, we're taking a gamble? No, he's my guy. I'm backing him in. I know I'm going to get the very best out of him. Mm. Yeah, I mean, a back row of Fafuda, <laughs> Nanai and Carrigan. <laughs> fuck, that's good. That is like, them at all their best. Oh, it really does. Brings a tear to the eye. Jeez, it's a good side. And what I, what's so interesting is like, it's only two years ago that, or, you know, let's say three, that we were busted, like the side that we had. And now you're looking at this side going, um, the hammer, unbelievable at origin. Holmes, unbelievable. Coates, you just know Billy's going to get the best out of him. Walsh, I will say, huge test for Walsh. Got a bit chirpy after game one. The media, and, and it just... They got him. They got him a good one. But also, he was the one that said it. So you can't blame anyone else but himself. Now, he's come out since then and said, like, you know, I've got to be the head of myself and blah, blah, blah. Um, huge test because very – and look, I'm a Queenslander, so maybe I'm biased, but very un-Queenslander-like. Queenslander are usually qu- pretty quiet heading into Origins. Maybe I'm wrong, boys. Am I wrong? <coughs> or- yeah, I mean, I, like, I sort of after the game look back to – I remember KP's first Origin. Mm. Him after how to go, go, and he sort of went, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't as fast as I thought. Or something along those lines, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, he did. And I, I think it's just part of new age sort of football. My, my, my thing with Reese Walsh is that if it was a New South Wales player, would I be stoked he said it? No. Mm. But I know that Reese Walsh isn't going to back down. Mm. I know that Reese Walsh is never going to hide away from a contest. He showed that in Origin 1, and I think he's shown it throughout his entire career. And not ideally said it, but I think, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, well, it's just a... It's a huge... You're just adding pressure onto yourself. Yeah. Um, but... And he'll learn from that. Well, that's what I love. That's that's the main thing that I care about. Even if he goes out and struggles game two, what I love is that within a week of saying it, he's already said, I got ahead of myself. And that shows you a young kid that he might be brash, he might be bold, he might be in your face, but he's willing to listen. And that's the key difference between if he was brash, young, and said those kind of things and wasn't willing to listen, then it's a problem. Whereas now it's like, look, Reese, that's this is this new generation. They'll, they'll say shit, they'll just say it. Yeah. Um, and, but he's willing to go, oh, okay, got it wrong, put his head down and get back to work. I'd love to know, did Reese just assess that on his own? Did someone pull him aside? Was it Slater or was it a DCE or a Munster? Well, let's just say someone spoke to him. I'll just say that. Yeah, I'd love to know because it wouldn't shock me if it was Chaz. wouldn't shock me at all. Someone definitely spoke to him. That's it. That's Champion messaged him. <laughs> I called him. I said, Reese, here, us, us at Queensland, the coaching staff. I'm the assistant to Cameron Smith. His assistant. Not good enough, mate. Not good enough. Um, no, but, yeah, someone spoke to him. Can um, give us their role? No, I cannot give you our role. Give their, their role. Age. But he was spoken to. He was spoken to. Um, and, yeah, I'm just so excited for him. Suncorp. This is what dreams are made of, baby. A win at Suncorp, a decider game two in your second game of origin. 
you're, you're hot as anything. You couldn't be any hotter. Like you get hotter by the day, but on this day you are the hottest. Uh, yeah, this is his opportunity. Walsh got a call one afternoon. He goes, who's this? It's Moggy. <laughs> <laughs> Moggy, Adam Mogg. Now, mate. I've been there. I've done it. <laughs> the he's great little, out of Mog. Little, I just want to tell you, mate. You just got to pull yourself into line, if you're <laughs> Queenslander. Thanks, Moggy. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, his debut was sensational. Oh, it was <laughs> two tries. <laughs> it was sensational. The great out of Mog. Like, uh, oh, mate, he was so good. I I remember that vividly because so he I, he got <laughs> he got peppered when he got selected, and he was outstanding. Yeah. Um, yeah, so super excited to see Walsh uh, at Suncorp. And as you said, Guru, he's not going to back away from the challenge. Yep. He's, they're going to be hunting him. I love the footage. I absolutely love the footage. His first hit up, he just runs it straight at Payne Haas. Like, that is ballsy. Ballsy. He could have got absolutely poleaxed. Um, and that just shows you he loves it. Wouldn't there be a few guys in this Queensland team that I'm sure they would have got a text or a call from their coach this week just say, hey, uh, if you can sit next to Ben Hunt at breakfast... <laughs> See yeah. what he's thinking. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because Flano even said, you know, I want Benny to be a part of like my retention, mm. speaking to players in Origin Camp and that. He literally was quoted saying that. Because um, I think, I guess the idea is, is that Gal used to be quite heavily involved with Flano yeah. in recruitment. Like Gal used to call people and be like, we need you at the club, we need this, we need that. Um, yeah, so super exciting. Coates, uh, we spoke about it already. Probably hasn't had the best year, but. I just think Billy's going to get the best out of him. I really do. Um, the, the only way I personally think that Queensland loses is if they get complacent. So if they make a bunch of errors, think they've already won it before they run that field, that's where they're going to lose the match. It's going to be between the ears because on paper, that roster is, is a very, very good roster. Like it, Sorry, man. No, you go. I'll say it's an interesting point because Queensland is in – and known for not doing that, getting complacent. Mm. The Blues in the past have probably been, you know, criticised for it at different stages, but Queensland never do it. For whatever godforsaken reason, they, the Queensland seem to start every game as underdogs in it. So it is, the shoe is on a different foot a little bit this time around Absolutely. where they're going in as heavy favourites. So, all right, does that, does the complacency change? Does it creep into their game? Well, it's, uh, I think it's the first game in eight games or seven games that they've been favourites. Really? Yeah, so it's and they're not just little bit of favourites; they're yeah. massive favourites. So that's their biggest challenge: is like walking in, going, "We're just going to get this job done." It's that Suncorp that'll take care of it. No, it won't. This New South Wales side is red hot, and you know when you actually look at it on paper, like okay, Tedesco, best fullback in the game um, over however many years, Toll, best winger in the game, Critter, back to back premiership winning centre, Turbo, best centre in the game when he plays well, Adokar, best winger in the game. You know what I mean? Like this backline. Is, is substantially, on paper at least, you would say they have the upper hand. You get to the forward pack. And it's the record-breaking back line. The exact, almost exact same except for the troll. And then you go to the forward pack. You've got Junior Bowler, grand final last year. Haas, number one front row in the game. Cook, we know how... You know what I mean? Like, it's this roster is mm. still a tippity-top. Most of the players are in grand finals, have won grand finals, or may play a grand final this year. Um so it's it's going to be it's not going to be a walkover. It really isn't. I don't. I do not think it's going to be a massive blowout. Uh, now, if it is a blowout, that'd be fantastic. I don't think it is though. Just before we move off the Queensland side, one, mate, one guy that I am so happy to see there is Mo Fodawaka. Yeah, his form this year has been unbelievable. So good, so like, good. He has been uh, the, like. The, there's a fair argument that he's almost the informed front rower out of all these guys for me right now. 
Well, I, I would say probably outside of Tino, I'd say he's probably the next most informed guy. I would say he's been more informed at club than Collins. Andy Collins, even though Collins Completely grows another league in Origin. Yep. Um, I'd say he's been more informed at club than Anai. Probably not Carrigan. Um, if Cod has been injured, so yeah, he's like he's been up there for sure, absolutely. Like he has definitely been up there. Um, I wonder how they're going to use him. I wonder how many minutes the big fella is going to get. What do you reckon, 20? 30? Yeah, 20 to 30, I'd say. 20 to 30? Such a, we sort of touched on it last week, Guru, but the complexion of this game and game events could be thrown out the door and changed if there's one backline injury to yep. either team. Go on this big four-forward bench, both sides, one backline injury, all of a sudden you've got a forward playing big time out of position, boom, that's where you're going. Yeah, and that's, what, and that's origin. That's exactly what it comes down to, and that's what it came down to in game one. We know how that played out. So that's our big test. Yeah. Um, going to be really interesting, like Hunt heading into Origin. The whole timing of this is weird because you don't want this big drama around Origin. But at the same time, sometimes stuff like this is actually good because it takes the spotlight, spotlight off Walsh, Tino, Nanai coming in, fight away. You know what I mean? It takes the spotlight off. But... It will be interesting to see how he handles the the big drama. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about Benny Hunt. And maybe that's the New South Welsh in me that just fears Ben Hunt so much. But he's just a total professional. He's already played 300 first-grade games. He'll, he'll be fine, I think. Mm. What do you reckon, Timmy? Unflustered Benny Hunt. I think he'll be, as Guru said, the, the consummate professional. He's a gun. I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll play on his shoulders at all. Mm. Anything else, boys, from the Queensland side? That's a good side. <laughs> Absolutely. But can they handle favouritism? Probably not. <laughs> Mate, it's, it's the, really the, the one big difference between all the years that mm. passed, really, is that they are not just a little bit favourites. Three bucks currently in New South Wales. Like, I would love to know the last time New South Wales was $3 coming into a decider. Um, so, yeah, any, any, you got any thoughts on Origin, Matty, before we move on? Oh, not anything different to, to what we said for last week. I think... Yeah, the the whole Ben Hunt thing. I'm I'm with all you guys. I don't think he'll be phased at all. He's one of the most experienced players, and he's you know he's he's done it. He's been there and done it. He actually he scares me a lot, Ben Hunt. Like that, it's the most nervous I've ever I've come into a game in the in the Freddie era. That's for sure. Um, but I am I am very excited to see how Mitch Moses goes. And I think you're right, Guru. I actually never thought of that. How two years ago, when I personally thought it should have been Walker and Reynolds should have been the halves in that game three, but I recall you being very vocal, yeah, yeah. But now it's 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 kind of paid off because there's a huge difference between going into your debut at Suncorp and yeah. having been there, done that. So yeah, excited. The now, last thing I touch on with this Queensland side, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but when I look at them one to seventeen, there's no one there that's playing their last Origin series. Mm. DCE and Hunt, the two oldest guys, and I think they'll probably play Origin next year. Mm. The rest of these guys are all 23 to 26. I know. I asked Billy that. So I had him on the captain's run last week, and I was like, in key positions, you've got older guys. But across the board, the side is like young as anything. And he was like, to be honest, Kempi, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what their ages are. I just watch them play, and I just select who is ever I feel is going to do the job the best. Don't even think about their age. That, that's a really interesting point when you look at Nanai and Kafusi. Yeah. Because you think, right, oh, they've gone to the nine, obviously there's attacking upside, but you know what, if there was a toss-up in that decision of who to go, you, 
looking at the future. Yeah. Kafusi end of his career, and I going to be there for a long time. But if he hasn't potentially taken any consideration, yeah. just picked him on merit. No, I think he does essentially a better job than Kafusi. Yeah, yeah. Surprised so, me a lot. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting that he was like, mate, I honestly don't even look, couldn't even tell you their ages. Couldn't even tell you their ages, which is, yeah, really, really interesting. Now, tough question for you boys. Tough question. If you guys lose this series, let's say you lose 2-1, does Freddie get re-signed? No, I, I think it might be time to look. But you know what, mate? I, I say it might be time to look elsewhere. Where else do we look? Mm. Where do we go? Who, who do we move to? Like, we've got Freddie, we've got Joey. I, you know, I, I think I, I heard Buzz say it a few weeks ago, and uh, I'm not a huge fan of agreeing with Buzz and some of his rogue takes, but, like, even a guy like Ricky Stewart, is it time we just got a passionate lunatic in there? <laughs> and I mean that with the greatest respect. That's why we love Ricky Stewart, because he's passionate about what he does. It's why you never want to see him leave there as the coach. Is it time that we start to move in that direction? Mm. Do you mean? Uh, I think if we lose the series, Freddie will be moved on, yep. Matty? I am not so convinced, but I do think if we lose the series, purely because there is no one else out there, really. I don't, I don't think Bellamy or Ricky Stewart's the answer. If, if we lose this series, we're one from, Blues are one from four, so the formula has to change. So it's got to go on Freddie a bit, but I, I wouldn't be sacking him just yet. I would give him another year, but I would be changing the process of selections. And I would be... I guess helping him in regards to some selections that were made, some game claims that are made, just change some things around him, give him another year, and then I'd go see how we go there. Because he still is – yes, you could go the one from four, but then you could also go three from six. You know, like, so you can, you can choose whatever statistic suits your narrative. But I just think that with a, a coach, since he's got in there, <laughs> if he loses this series, he's got a 50% win rate. That's not too bad in origin. Not too bad, but I think it's just more the – you mentioned before, I know we don't have to agree with everything the bookies say, but mm. what we've started favourites in the last eight games, and we lost the unlosable series in, what, 2020. I know it's a while ago now, but I don't know. I just – if we win this series, happy days, of course, he stays on, but I think if we lose this one, I, I'd be absolutely moving on. Someone like Desi Hasler, throw a hat in the ring. Ex- Excellent for a Blues player, plenty of runs on the board. Mm. One of the most you know reputable coaches in the game. I don't know what he's up to, what he's been doing lately. But I, I mean, it's silly to speculate now. We should we'll do it after the series. But yeah. like, when you talk about no options, someone like Desi could do the job. Mm. Yeah, I, I and I, I get what you're saying with you know fifty percent and all that. But for me, like I, I really, I don't care. It's mm. how we lose. It's mm. how we're just not on your level as mm. the Browns. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we spoke about this, I think, on the Hello Sport podcast. It's just, I look at it more like, you know, the best winning percentage coach is Gus at 58, did you say? Is that 50? And essentially, your second best wingers coach is Freddie. Wayne Pierce, Wayne Pierce has less games coached and a bit higher percentage, but with the amount of games that Freddie has coached and then his percentage, which would be end up at about 50. Um, and so that when I look at that, I go, fuck, like, it's if... All these other people have worse win percentages than him, and he's the best. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, it's, that's, that's the way I kind of look at it. What do you got there, Matty? Oh, nothing to add. You, you, you're pretty much bang on. Okay. Yeah. I will say that I think the time of, like, club coaches being an origin coach is 
the game has become like Origin has become so so monumental. The amount of time yeah, quite a, you just mentioned Billy Sade is watching every minute of every bloody Queensland contender. Imagine coaching an NRL club and looking after your state at the same oh, time. Like, I don't think that's a Stewart or a bellyache or something like that's an option anymore, is it? Yeah, well, Bennett did for one year, but that's Bennett, you know. He, Bennett, he's, Bennett's Bennett. He's it's like, wild when you look back, though, how common that was. Mm. All the like, time, Like, you think yeah. that, like, that 05, it's Origin Series, we constantly talk about what Joey did. Like, Ricky Stewart went from coaching the Roosters to just popping out for nine weeks. It's mad, isn't to it? To coach the Blues. But also, when Bennett did it, the season was over. Good point. True. Good point. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so I can see I can see the argument. You know, one from four that definitely does not look good on the resume. Um, oh, I give him one more year. I give him a one year deal. I change the structures around him, and I'd probably with selections and that I would probably help him with with that. I'd get if I was New South Wales, I'd help him with those selections. Last thing I'll touch on. That's one of my great pet peeves of all time. And hopefully it doesn't play out this way, but if by some form of miracle you actually do win on Wednesday night, <laughs> why on earth you don't get given the shield at Suncorp Stadium? Oh, fuck it's fucking beyond me. Like, there's nothing worse than losing a dead rubber and then getting a shield. Doing a lap around Sydney? Yeah. Please. Maybe one, shouldn't. it's yours. Have it at Suncorp. I'll give, you know what, I'll make one and give it to Smithy. Sure. Say he's win a, win a chicken dinner on it. Um, really happy for you. <laughs> But who knows? Oh, I think that this is going to be one of the great origin games and I think New South Wales absolutely have the side to get the job done. Um, I am backing Queensland, I think, I don't know what my prediction was last week, but 16-12, I think. Blues by four. Blues 20-14. to 14. Ooh, I'm Blues 20-12. Mm. I'm trying to think who were my man of the match. Should I go Paddy Carrigan again? Back it up. I, I can't remember model. what you did. I can't remember. Anyway, I can't remember oh, no, I went Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. Yeah, yeah Turbo. Turbo. Yeah, I think Turbo's. I think I actually had Latrell, so I'm going to go Teddy, actually. Teddy? Teddy? Yeah. Teddy? Okay. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.